0: Welcome to the AWS Health Innovation Podcast, where you can learn from entrepreneurs and investors who are driving progress in healthcare and life science across the globe. I'm your host, Joe Schunkweiler, a physician and former health tech executive now supporting startups and investors at Amazon Web Services. Today, I'm joined by Craig Lamoli, CEO and founder of WellSheet, a company looking to transform the electronic health record experience and reduce physician burnout in the process. Craig and I discuss how Wellsheet identified the most relevant end user pain points when developing their product, why they focused on large health systems as their target customer segment, and what health tech entrepreneurs should know about how important staging is when tackling complex healthcare markets. Enjoy. Craig Limoli, CEO and founder of Wellsheet. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Joe. Looking forward to chatting.
0: To start off, I'd love if you could share a bit about what WellSheet does and and, and which part of the segment you're serving currently.
1: So WellSheet is a predictive clinical workflow solution that plugs into the existing electronic health record system, has access to all of the patient information in the chart, and is able to anticipate of all of that data what is most relevant for a particular clinician to know about a particular patient to really present an optimized contextualized view of that data for the clinician that helps them more quickly arrive at the right clinical insights and and make the right treatment decisions for patients. Um, So we've been able to partner with the major EHR systems uh, to be able to bring this to market, deployed to some of their very large customers, health system customers across the country, um, and really have been able to show really substantial efficiency improvements for clinicians using the product in conjunction with their EHR. Um, uh, Mainly, first and foremost, uh, Epic and Cerner
0: to date. Craig, what about your own background? It's really meeting a moment here in terms of EHR utilization and clinical decision support and all those elements coming together. But um, I'd love to hear how you got to the point of, of founding this company and You know, what about your own journey led you to that place?
1: So before founding Wellsheet, I worked at IBM in their Watson Health division, Uh, and I was a strategy consultant there. I had actually consulted in a number of industries prior to winding up in in healthcare. And through that work, I was able to, to work very closely with health system leadership as well as frontline clinicians to understand the problems and challenges they were facing with existing technologies. And the pain that they felt with those technologies was just so much more uh, tangible than in the other industries that I consulted in. And and the problems were were so significant. It really drew me in. Um, And I was excited about at the time, you know, 2014, 2015, uh, just the very, early stages of APIs starting to reach the healthcare market uh, and the EHR systems opening up with these, these modern APIs that they were releasing and the Fire standard and, and that really starting to, to create an opportunity to better integrate into clinical workflows, better support clinician workflow needs in conjunction with the EHR And uh, with that opportunity, uh, I I ended up lining up my MBA uh, with the specific intent of starting a company to solve the problems that I saw at IBM um, and got Wellsheet off the ground while I was there. I spent spent, uh, a year of my MBA working on creating the company. Uh, and then dropped out to pursue the opportunity in the summer of 2016. So it's been almost six years now, uh, full-time working working on on the company. And uh, it's just been incredible to see the the reception and adoption by all all of the clinicians across the country using the product to, to provide better care to patients.
0: What I love about that is anybody who's gone to business school, particularly recently, you start with a bunch of budding entrepreneurs and then they all end up at, you know, big banks and, you know, other other large enterprises. So you uh, you walk the walk. So you, that's yeah. that's fantastic.
1: I believe I believe the term is entrepreneurs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, even even in that in that one year, uh, you know, you could see the, the entrepreneurship events started out with everybody in the whole class. And then by, by the end of the year, everybody had accepted their offers from McKinsey and BCG and and they got narrower and narrower.
0: (laughs) Well, hats off to you for, for living the dream and, and, and making it happen.
1: Yeah. It's been exciting. That's for sure.
0: In terms of market dynamics, because I think that is, that's a particularly interesting aspect when you think about something that dovetails with um, electronic health record or electronic medical record uh, workflows. What specific dynamics were you seeing either before business school or the ideas that you came into business school with that that made you think a product like WellSheet was warranted at that moment and was going to fit that, that timing for clinicians and anybody using those systems?
1: Yeah, so there were really a number of, of substantial challenges that uh, I was able to observe that health systems were facing with EHR systems and, and the technologies that they had available to them. Um, one was just that the EHRs were in many respects not designed for physicians, for clinicians, for, the, for their actual clinical workflows. Um, and there's a whole host of reasons for that. There's a lot of regulatory constraints that the EHR systems face. Uh, But the end result is that the the physicians providing care to patients, arguably the most important function in our society, is not well supported uh, by by technologies that that really uh, are are designed to to address their, their workflow needs. Uh, so that was probably the most um, poignant um, uh, challenge that, that I was able to, to observe early on uh, in kind of the, the inception of, of, of this concept of well sheep. The second, um, in terms of market dynamics, was the tremendous amount of consolidation in the industry uh, that health systems were more and more having to deal with not just One EHR, that that was very challenging, but multiple uh, different EHRs and other source systems. And um, physicians would have to log into multiple systems to be able to get a complete view of the the patient. Um, And even still, that view was lacking a lot of historical context. Um, And there was really no good way of getting data into the clinical workflow effectively that existed outside of the EHR or across multiple EHRs. Uh, So that was also a a motivation for being able to create uh, a system that really was an abstraction layer on top of the clinical chart in the EHR that could really highlight the most important content in a single system, but also bring together data from multiple uh, fragmented Uh, source systems to provide a more comprehensive view of the patient's medical history, but also prioritizing that content so that it's not overwhelming for the the clinician making the treatment decision.
0: The concept of workflow is something we return to a lot in healthcare in particular. A lot of times it's a potential pitfall for solutions that they don't fit in the clinician workflow for you all, you are firmly embedded in that by design and by structure and by the founding ethos of the company. So how did you learn enough about where those rough spots were currently in the workflow? Did you do you know, extensive discovery with, with clinicians? Is this something you had in mind coming in? Focusing on that workflow piece for a second, because that's that's the whole game for you, right? Like you have to fit where, where the people are in their electronic medical record at that point and then serve them the right data uh, to really make it work.
1: Exactly. No, that's exactly right. Uh, and it's an, an enormous problem for the whole industry. I mean, there's so many new, uh, uh, innovative, powerful technologies that don't get that part right and, and still fail despite being able to, to do really incredible things. If you can't get that content to the physician at the point of care, making the treatment decision for the patient, you can't move the needle on, on clinical outcomes uh, in, in many cases. So uh, that was really our focus from the start, getting, getting the clinical workflow right, uh, really supporting the, the physician effectively, allowing them to, to incorporate this uh, uh, into, seamlessly in, into their uh, EHR workflows. And so there were two big pieces of how we were able to accomplish that. One was we were fortunate to, in the early days of the company, really have a lot of uh, exposure and interaction with uh, early users of, of Wellsheet. So the first hospital we went live with uh, was Newark Beth Israel in New Jersey, part, part of the RWJ Barnabas Health, uh, health system. Uh, we're a Newark, New Jersey based company, uh, headquartered. Nice. Um, and uh, so right in our backyard, we would spend two, three, four days a week on site with physicians using the product, getting feedback, having our engineers be embedded in the residence lounge at the hospital. I love it. And uh, really getting a deep sense of where their challenges were, how, how we can uh, improve the product, iterate to, to meet their needs. And so it was such a rapid feedback loop uh, and development cycle for us that we were able to, to really create a solution that um re- really met their needs. And uh, that's something that we've taken with us with each new hospital health system deployment. Uh, that we really value being on site, really value that partnership with the end users and, and learning from them and, and uh, continuing to push the product. Um, so we're constantly iterating and improving the functionality that that we provide. Um, and you know the, the large majority of our expenditures as an organization are on R&D and, and uh, engineers and designers and being able to, to respond to, to user feedback and, and uh, create great product experiences. And then the second component was around the technical side and the EHR integration and being just really embedded in those workflows. Uh, so from very early on, we partnered with the EHR companies to embed Wellsheet, uh, you know, directly. It really feels like a feature for the end user within the EHR native to, to the existing functionality. So it makes it uh, just that much easier for them to, to incorporate it into their workflow effectively um, and uh, we started out with smaller EHR companies uh, that, that, you know, most people have never heard of uh, in the very early days. And then we worked our way up, uh, worked with, with Athena Health uh, uh, early on um, uh, with, with their more advanced uh, APIs at the time. And then ultimately, really focused in on on the large health system market, which is mostly Epic and Cerner, and partnered with those organizations and, and uh, created those seamless experiences
0: in those environments as well. What drove attacking that segment, the large hospital health system orgs, was it the the relatively limited number of EHRs that you were interacting with versus? out in the broader universe, it's, it can be much more fragmented than this for your average health system? Or was it, was there a business case, um, even with the long sales cycles and all the, the, the challenges of breaking in there? Like what was, what was driving that, that decision?
1: Yeah, and, and we had a lot of success in the early days working with small clinics as part of this Athena Health partnership uh, in, in the early days. Um, And we really made the decision to focus on large health systems in partnership with with Epic and Cerner uh, um, because they were larger opportunities for us that were under kind of a single umbrella where we, we could really rely on the merits of the product to grow right so start small prove the value with with uh, initial set of clinicians and then have that expand really uh, rapidly throughout the, the system uh without having to do each incremental sale to to the next next site uh so those uh, uh, dynamics were, were really attractive to us, and obviously, large health systems, eighty five percent or so, are on Epic and Cerner. Um, so there, there's there's a very big market uh, to to address there, and that's exactly what we saw happen. It was really incredible to see you know starting at this this single hospital, uh, uh, Newark, Newark Beth Israel, and then expanding to, to another and then, you know, eventually across all seven Cerner hospitals at RWJ Barnabas Health. And now, you know, we have multiple thousand physicians who actively opt in to use the product because it saves them time, makes their lives easier across, across just, just that system alone. We've had over 400,000 patients treated using WellSheet. Uh, at at RWJ Barnabas Health, and, and we've been able to to show really great improvements uh, uh, in clinical outcomes, uh, like a greater than forty percent reduction in the amount of time that physicians have to spend in the EHR uh, at Barnabas as well. So uh, it's been it's been a really really exciting journey, and, and uh, uh, we've been fortunate to also be able to replicate similar similar successes at at other health systems across the country
0: uh, as well. When you're, when you're pitching to the hospitals and health systems in the early stages, what is, what is the most resonant metric? Is it that reduction in time spent documenting? Um, is it outcomes? Has that changed over time over the last few years? Uh, what are they, what are they uh, uh, attaching themselves to in the pitch and then gets you to the next stage with a hospital?
1: So I would say what tends to attract interest in the beginning uh, of our our sales conversations is the impact that we have from uh, clinical efficiency and uh, satisfaction, really addressing uh, burnout and supporting better experiences for clinicians. Um, so you know, in surveys, we've we've shown um, uh, moving from you know just the EHR to the EHR plus Wellsheet, moving from you know about a three uh, across a variety of, of satisfaction me- metrics on a Likert scale out of five to about a four and a half uh, with with Wellsheet. Um, so really substantial improvement. Um, and to your point about how. A lot of these technologies are difficult to get physicians to, to adopt into their workflow. Just the active opt-in adoption metrics are, are really compelling to see so many physicians you know, flocking to using the tool because it saves them time. So that's something we, we internally pay a lot of attention to. That those, those opt-in usage metrics are, are, are critical and we track that across every, every feature. Uh, that That we provide to to end users, um, so so those satisfaction metrics are are, are definitely uh, uh, you know attractive to especially clinician leadership physician leadership at health systems that want tools that are going to better empower their clinicians uh, and and improve uh, their satisfaction with with existing technologies and address burnout and improve retention of, of clinical staff, especially. Uh, in, in today's uh, workforce shortages, um, and then from a financial perspective, uh, you know, as as we grow uh, throughout throughout the, these health system customers, we look more and more at clinical outcomes, um, and and those can be around uh, better clinical decisions, right? So um, at uh, Barnabas, uh, they were really interested in um, better uh, identifying patients that were good candidates for TAVR, uh, transcatheter aortic valve replacement, and those uh, criteria uh, tend to be embedded as free text in echocardiogram reports that busy physicians don't have time to really comb through to make a determination about whether that, that patient, is a good candidate or not. And this is a life-saving procedure that if the aortic stenosis uh, worsens, uh, it's, it's harder and harder over time. So it's important to catch these, these early on. And so while she was able to pull out those key pieces of data, align them with the criteria that would qualify the patient as a good candidate for TAVR, and make that uh, apparent, to the physician and allow them with the click of a button to refer that patient to the, to the right uh, team to further evaluate the patient uh, for, for that procedure or even a, a clinical trial uh, ongoing uh, across, across the part of his facilities. Uh, so that's one way that we provide real concrete Um, um, uh, improvement in clinical outcomes. Another is is length of stay. Um, And this being used on on the inpatient side uh, to better communicate across care teams and provide better handoffs uh, and uh, care team collaboration, um, to provide alerts real time for new data that's hitting the chart, whether you're waiting on an MRI or a consult to complete. Uh, you can right away respond to the next step in care. That's that's important for 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 patients uh, on, under your purview. Um, so uh, we've we've seen significant improvements in length of stay as
0: well. How different does the Wellsheet product look from center to center or customer to customer? Is it is it you know do you, have you found that there's a standard suite of features that Uh, elevate the product into people's consciousness as they're, as they're documenting and using the electronic medical record? Um, Or do they, can you choose in advance the stuff that you want? Like what's the, how much customization happens on a center by center basis?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So while she's an entirely cloud-based system and you know single single code base uh, across all of our clients. It's complete feature parity even across Cerner and Epic, uh, the exact same feature set. Uh, th- those features are available in the EHR, as I mentioned. They're also available, all of them on mobile or accessible through any browser. it's a it's a web delivered uh, framework that that surfaces the, this this data and these features to to end users. Um, and so it's tremendously consistent uh, across across all of our deployments. Um, and that allows us to really rapidly improve. So we push new improvements uh, on a weekly basis to all of our clients across the country. Uh, so we're constantly iterating, improving, and responding to feedback. Um, and uh, that that Rapidness of the innovation cycle is is a is a key advantage to where the EHRs are, which is you know quarterly. Uh, if if you're lucky, maybe maybe once or twice a year upgrades to the right. EHR, which which are a big uh, challenge to to implement, and you know often result in downtime and and uh, require a lot of resources to to incorporate these improvements. So it's just architecturally very uh, 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 kind of night and day in terms of how quickly things can iterate and improve. Um, um, and you know we do allow for customization. Um, in fact, end users can customize our, our clinical views. We have about 200 out of the box clinical views that span across a wide variety of different uh, conditions, specialties um, clinical use cases that, that surface, uh, the, the most relevant content for that clinical context. So, you know, for example, a congestive heart failure view that has all of the relevant medications, vitals, labs, studies, uh, uh, displayed in, in a sing- single sheet, a uh, single well sheet, if if I may, uh, that, uh, you know, if a physician wants to customize, they can easily drag or drop that information, they can add new data to that view. And that becomes their congestive heart failure view for all patients moving forward. Um, So there's this end user interaction uh, that that we allow. um, And that gives us feedback about how to improve these views over time. So it's, it's also something that we learn from all of the interactions that, that all of our end users have with our system. So we get better and better about what to show uh, based, based on uh, physicians using the product.
0: Sticking with the, the product insight theme for just a second, did you, did you debate whether to go broad or narrow in what you were surfacing? Uh, we've seen a lot of companies uh, have success with sticking to a very narrow feature set or, or a single disease state, let's say, and then all their features align that disease state, whether it's cardiology or musculoskeletal or what have you, cancer care. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, you are crossing the entire spectrum uh, within that within that experience of using the electronic me- electronic medical record and surfacing that data. Um, Was that, did you debate that at all? Did you ever think, oh, we should just be doing decision support, surfacing data points for oncology or cardiology or nephrology or one of these subspecialties, um, or was it always to make this work, we have to to be really broad and we have to do it all well, and we have to fit within the the workflow, which is in some ways a bigger challenge, but the payoff is bigger too in terms of utilization, uh, satisfaction, et cetera. Um, Did you you have that debate internally?
1: We certainly did. (laughs) Um, And um, there were a number of reasons why we decided to go more broad. And I wouldn't say we cover every use case. There are certainly um, areas of, of, of medicine that, that we don't support as well. And we do have uh, some some focus uh, on on uh, you know the major uh, you know uh, medical specialties: um, uh, cardiology, pulmonology, endocrinology. Uh, uh, hospitalists on the inpatient side, uh, uh, primary care on the outpatient side, as well as similar uh, medical specialties. Increasingly, uh, surgical specialties as well. Um, uh, uh, nursing and care management have also utilized uh, the product uh, more and more and, and have gotten a lot of value from it. Um, so it is very broad, uh, but uh, not necessarily all-encompassing. And um What we found is that, one, health systems want fewer vendors, not more. (laughs) Um, So when you have all these individual point solutions, it becomes very difficult for them to manage. And even from an end user perspective, you have lots of different tabs in the EHR now that the physician has to, to navigate through for each different use case. And that is not the best uh, user experience. Um, So, so we thought, uh, both from a business and from a product perspective, having it all in one place uh, would 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 be of more value, and and that's 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 played out well for us. Um, And I think a lot of the the um, rationale for these point solutions really being kind of the predominant players in in the market is a result of the traditional means of EHR integration, which is just so painful when you're dealing with HL7 V2 interfaces that are, are incredibly customized on a per health system basis you really have to reinvent the wheel each time you deploy your technology to, to meet these, these different EHR integration uh, um, methodologies from one site to the next. And so to do that with a solution like ours that spans across every part of the, the patient record is almost untenable, right? It's, it's incredibly difficult to scale. But now with these well-standardized APIs uh, that, uh, you know, we have an entirely API-based integration model. We don't have any custom interfaces that we rely on. Um, It's it's really, you know, uh, incredibly lightweight uh, deployment uh, from one health system to the next. Um, and that gets us access to, to every part of, of the patient chart. We can have these, these broader uh, uh, array of, of uh, you know, solution fit across different clinical areas. Um, so, so that has really been enabled, I think, by this new generation of, of EHR interoperability that, that we've built around from day one as a, as a company.
0: Craig, knowing what you know now, uh, from founding Wellsheet and, and, and working across the technology spectrum at IBM and other places. Um, what advice do you have for startups that are looking to work with established players in the industry? So, you know, you are um, no small feat. Like we talked about the breadth of what you're providing in terms of the, the clinical data that you're surfacing at any given time, but you're also working with hospitals, health systems, EHRs. What advice, what lessons learned do you have from that?
1: Yeah, Um, so it's an incredibly difficult market to break into. And um, a lot of what entrepreneurs face, which we faced in the beginning, is this chicken and egg challenge, right? Where uh, for an EHR integrated solution, you have to, be able to prove that it's of value to health systems prior to the EHRs really being open to partnering with you. But you can't do the integration to show the value until you've gotten the, the partnership with the EHRs. So um, it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging. And what I would recommend is to start small, right? Really focus on on smaller practices, smaller clinics where there's less bureaucracy, where they have more control over over the the IT um, uh, stack and find find a fit where you can deploy the technology uh, even at a very small scale uh, and then prove it out um, and then build on that success. Um, And that's the path that we took early on, uh, incrementally uh, moving further and further up the stack in terms of the the size of the organizations we we were working with. Um, And um, ultimately, it's that demand that you can demonstrate with uh, large health system customers that drives uh, the the partnership uh, um, uh, conversations with with the EHR vendors. Um, so, being able to prove out that the value of our product in smaller settings to then bring to large health systems who were uh, excited about uh, the potential for for their organizations uh, was was really what opened doors for us. Uh, and, and that's what I would recommend to to entrepreneurs.
0: Greg Lamoli, CEO and founder of Wellsheet. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Joe. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and rating. It helps others find us. To learn more about how AWS supports startups, please go to aws.amazon.com slash startups.